listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm oracle seth thanks to concordia university wisconsin for your support of the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon it's a privilege to hear what's going on with our friends at lutheran heritage foundation and the great work that they're doing around the world and uh, always a privilege and a joy to get to talk with their executive director the reverend dr matthew heisey Pastor Heisey, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Oh, great great to be with you. So share with us, where is the Lord working through Lutheran Heritage Foundation today to bring the gospel to people in their first language? He is working everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the, the quick and short answer. But uh, I'm, I'm amazed that even in difficult times, we, we still have uh, so many requests and uh, so many people, I think, hurting right now. So we have really, I think, wonderful means to to be able to get books into the hands of people because we always think about well should we do something digitally um, to reach uh, certainly people in the modern era and we in situations of, of COVID shutdowns which are believe me occurring everywhere around the world uh, where we have people working to be able to have literature in their own hands that they can read and share with their children and others it's it's truly a godsend. So what are, what are some of these materials that Lutheran Heritage Foundation publishes and translates? Well, I think primarily uh, we we often uh, we always use the uh, Ethiopian eunuch as as our theme passage that mm-hmm. uh, you know here is someone with the Bible uh, and and yet he is having difficulty finding his way through it until Philip comes up to him and and Luther knew that too and and so Martin Luther's small catechism I think is is one of the primary books that we produce in many languages now approaching a hundred at least for the catechism uh, but also children's Bible story books uh, are, are very effective not only for the children themselves but also for uh, for the parents in in many instances parents who don't really know as much about uh, the, the story the story of, of how God has loved us and, and saved us through his son, Jesus. So uh, right now, I think uh, Spanish books are probably where we are focusing in particular. Um, every couple of years since 2008, we have put out a, um, a, a Bible catechism, a uh, small catechism in front of the Bible. And so using a, one of the Spanish translations, what we do is we print that. And now uh, the Printing is being finished in in uh, Brazil, and is ready now to be disseminated throughout South America, Central America, into the Caribbean, and also up here to the United States. and And that means actually what this Bible Catechism, which is now our sixth edition, uh, a standalone catechism, which people can actually just begin to kind of look at the catechism itself. Uh, also, a children's uh, garden of Bible stories is being reprinted because that thing was printed in 2017 and immediately uh, we ran out. And, and now uh, uh, a gospel track that our founder, uh, Pastor Robert Ron wrote called Jesus Never Fails. And uh, we have that now in Spanish as well. So that is getting ready to be sent out to all these various places and then uh, uh, to the United States as well. Thanks be to God for that, mm-hmm. that the, uh, these resources in the Spanish language are being 
uh, shared in so many places around the world. And, and I know in in years past, you had the opportunity to travel and see a lot of these things happening in person. Mm-hmm. How is how are the the challenges of this year impacting the work that that you're doing to to bring these um, resources in Spanish language and other languages to people around the world? Well, ironically, uh, we're still able to 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 get uh, those books into people's hands. We're just finding different ways and. And through uh, the miracle of the internet and uh, email association and now Zoom, we've been able to connect with so many people. Uh, Like most of you, I've been kind of grounded. I I certainly can't travel to Europe. Uh, Americans aren't allowed in that. And I was talking to Office of International Mission James Krikova, who's having difficulty getting back in there himself. So, uh, you know, it's it behooves us to connect with our own people there. And uh, I've been doing that this just this week. Uh, I was in Latvia on Tuesday, uh, Lithuania yesterday, and I will be traveling to Georgia on Friday, all virtually as uh, I talked to my mentor, Robert, uh, Robert Kolb at uh, Concordia Seminary. And he was he was joking that he was in India one day and Gothenburg, Sweden the next. And, and he kind of likes it. It's nice not flying in that sardine can halfway around the world <laughs> and, and still able to accomplish so much. And uh, and our own partners are doing the same thing. For example, our Latvian director, Juris Ulgis, was telling me how you know he was sending books out to people uh, since he can't even go into the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Latvia offices in the center of Riga. And he lives on the outskirts of Riga. So he he gets books and he sends them out to people per their request. So I mean, there, there are so many different ways we can continue to to get books into people's hands. That is uh, that's outstanding, and thanks be to God that that we can still do that. You were mentioning resources in Spanish language earlier, right? And uh, are there other other resources you had mentioned the, Actually, the catechism? Yeah, and, and um, those. I, I should mm-hmm. should say, and this has really been, I think, a wonderful connection. We've connected with the office of. Uh, International Mission of uh, the LCMS, and in particular, Pastor Ted Cray, who is the uh, uh, regional director for South and Central America. And uh, Ted and I were both uh, uh, the only ordained missionaries sent out in 2001. Uh, he was sent to Venezuela, and I said that the smarter one went south, the uh, other one was sent to the frozen tundra, <laughs> not of Green <laughs> Bay, but actually Russia, and that was me. <laughs> So I've known Ted for quite a while there, and uh, we, we've we've tried to work closely together. And now, um, as he is located in the Dominican Republic, uh, we've been working uh, since I took over at LHF uh, six years ago on a Spanish hymnal, which is finally coming to fruition. Because as you can imagine, hymnals are such complex beasts, and I mm-hmm. say that lovingly. Uh, <laughs> but Pastor Cray uh, has been working with... Uh, uh, Pastor Christian Rautenberg in Argentina and uh, other pastors throughout South and Central America. And this will be basically an LSB type hymnal for Spanish speakers will also be used in Spain, uh, by the way. So it, it's something that we can rely on them as experts in the Spanish language. And then we provide the means for printing that. So uh, that will be uh, ironically printed in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> and sent to Brazil. Yeah, this is this is our global world today. We could print it more cheaply and with better paper in Thailand. And uh, that will be shipped over to Brazil. That'll come about probably somewhere in the middle of next year. 
but it's a hymnal that's going to have over a thousand pages. And as you can imagine, if you, you know, sometimes when we do translations, you know, it's always, you, you, there's always errors here or there. You, you did, didn't dot an uh, I or cross, or, or cross a T, you, you just didn't get everything perfect there. So you, you have to, as you reprint it, you re-edit. And, uh, and the same thing, I mean, you can imagine with a hymnal, you don't want to make those mistakes because this is something that you, is a grand enterprise. And so they've really been working hard on this and uh, looking over, making sure they get things uh, spot on. And uh, so we're really looking forward to getting that uh, out next year. And uh, really trying to increase, I think, a lot of the work uh, in uh, the Spanish-speaking world below us here in, in Central and South America. And to be honest with you, uh, we'll be coordinating through Ross, uh, Dr. Ross Johnson there in St. Louis to help disseminate these. He'll help us disseminate books among the various Hispanic missions uh, with whom we, we work at LCMS throughout the United States. Uh, so as we get books up here, we'll store them in our warehouse and then through Ross's ministration, we'll get that uh, throughout uh, the United States. So, so it's also a, a wonderful mission means to reach out to Hispanic uh, through in, in the United States. There's so many uh, hands in, in these projects, so many partnerships, and uh, being able to work together with so many people and in different, in different countries all across the world to get these, uh, these projects done in this wonderful hymnal. Uh, that that is going to be such a great, a great resource for the Spanish speaking church. Uh, who who are some of the the partnerships that make all of this work possible? You've mentioned several uh, several people and and places around the world. Well, I think uh, in particular, I, I really focus on the OIM connection because being a former missionary through Missouri Synod, I always you know, felt that a lot of times people would come over there and they'd have their own ideas. And he, those of us who were on the field, you know, would try, we, we lauded them for their mission heart and zeal, but a lot of times uh, they didn't know the particulars uh, on the ground. And, and so I think maybe having served as a missionary for uh, close to 13 years, I can, I can understand that a little bit better. And so one of the things I try to really do is, is connect with our own missionaries and say, you know, you know better than we do what you need. Tell us what you need. How can we help you? And uh, since I've known Ted for quite a while, we, we've been able to do this. We've worked closely with all the regional directors. Being formerly based in Russia, uh, Pastor James Krikova now, I've uh, worked very closely with uh, on, on many of these projects. Just you know, now that he's in the States, getting him on the phone and just saying, hey, how are things going? Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're doing this translation through your person here, making sure everything's fine. Uh, maybe the translator has a different idea. What do you think, Jim? And, and uh, I think that's probably been our strongest partnership. That's beautiful. Just seeing the, the collaboration among missionaries and partners to bring these uh, great resources to support uh, people in in their faith. And uh, it, it sounds like even congregations as well, not just at home, but in, in the congregational setting as well, great resources. Oh yeah. And, and of course we get so much support from, from people here in the States as they, as they hear the need and, and the desire to, uh, to spread the gospel throughout the world. Uh, they're, they're more than eager uh, to do that. And we just try to show them that, you know, we are, we work in tandem with uh, those mission organizations within our own church so that we can kind of work together. We can do so much more together than we can when we're kind of working at cross purposes at times. 
We've been talking a lot about resources in the Spanish language and serving those communities. And I want to learn more about uh, uh, how LHF is serving in other parts of the world as well. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of Lutheran Heritage Foundation. We have more to share here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of Lutheran Heritage Foundation, learning about the ways that the Lord has used LHF to bring, and is currently using LHF to bring the gospel, these gospel resources to people in their, their first language around the world. Am I using the right term there? Is it first language? How would you describe it, Dr. Heisey? Yeah, I'd say first native language. I think first language is good. <laughs> that so makes sense. We, we, we've talked about how uh, LHF has been able to partner with uh, missionaries and, and organizations to to bring resources in Spanish language to uh, many people. Where are some other? What are some other languages you're working in, and and other countries and communities you're working to bring these gospel resources Goodness, to? Uh, yeah, it's a, where, where do I begin? We're actually up to about 120 languages now. I remember when I wow. could estimate about 100, and now we've jumped 120. And uh, and as I, I was uh, mentioning to you that we, our, our Pastor Robert Ron, uh, we translated his gospel booklet, uh, Jesus Never Fails. It's, it's really something very short. It's maybe about four, five pages, but it's this notion of, you know, you're going to fail in your life and people will fail you and things will fail you. And ultimately your health will fail you, but Jesus will never fail you. And uh, we've been able now, uh, not only in English, because actually I, I want to say how important it is in English. We've given this out to some people and they say, hey, I'd like to use the English version, version with friends of mine who don't know Christ or in prison settings. And uh, we said, sure, we have them in English. Uh, but we've been doing that now in 24 different languages. And one of the more intriguing ones is Telugu in India. For me, I say intriguing because uh, I know five years ago, and, and I was stunned to know this, that, that Detroit had a world conference of the Telugu language world conference based in Detroit. <laughs> and my old classmate, Pastor Tony Bose, who's pastor of Faith Lutheran in Troy, Michigan here, and who really founded a lot of the Bosnian mission there in St. Louis uh, when he was a student with me then. Uh, I've, I've connected a lot with Pastor Tony, and he, he said, I've got a group of 25 people who are Telugu speakers. What do you have? And I was ashamed to say, we don't have much of anything. And I, I kick myself at that now. And now that, you know, we're, we're beginning to, it's finding the right translators and people who can do this sort of thing. And, and so we, we connected with Telugu speakers through our LHF India coordinator, uh, Cherub Sundaram. And uh, so now we're beginning to get some materials in Telugu. And that's, 
that that's so important, especially with all the Indian languages. Uh, given what's going on in India today, uh, I was zooming last week with uh, with Cherub in India while I was here in the Detroit area, and uh, he was telling me that there is a new government law. I mean, the the government is is very Hindu oriented. And uh, there is a new law that will clamp down on NGOs and primarily Christian NGOs. So he kind of warned us this is coming in the future. And uh, for us to send funds, it might be a little bit more complicated. Bigger organizations like Com- Compassion International have already been shut down. Uh, so we're small enough that we can kind of fly under the radar. But those are some of the difficulties of, you know, people say, why, why wouldn't you want to preach the gospel in India? Well, this is the reality. Uh, of what many of them face. So once again, to be able to get books into their hands, into the hands of people, so they can read God's word and and read uh, that message of comfort that Hinduism will never give them uh, is really important. So we've been, we just finished this now in Punjabi. Uh, That's the far north of India on the border of Pakistan. Uh, There is a small fledgling Lutheran church there in Punjabi region. So uh, that's one we've been working at. In fact, uh, I think in my first day in the office here back in April 2014, Pastor Ron just dropped a big stack of papers on my desk. He says, it's your problem now. <laughs> it was the Punjabi <laughs> catechism. And believe me, we've been searching and working. And finally, that's coming to fruition as well. So I'm happy to say that. So India certainly is one area. And uh, you had talked to me about Transylvania. Would you like me to go into that area as well? Yes, please. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, I was actually there a couple of years ago when I I didn't have to virtual travel and I could physically travel. And uh, there I connected with uh, uh, an OIM uh, Alliance missionary. That's a a local person with whom our mission and Pastor Krikova were working closely. Uh, It's Reverend Soren Horia Trifa, and Mm -hmm. he's based in Bucharest, uh, uh, Romania, but he's originally from the Transylvanian region. And so I went traveling with him there and he was showing me that actually there was a strong Lutheran presence there because you had many Saxon Germans who had resettled there back in the 12th century. And uh, actually not too long ago, I connected to a, a person who read our article and he's a member of an LCMS congregation. He was born there in that region. He's in he's about 79 years old. He's in Indiana. And he says, you know, I was born in that region and baptized in a Lutheran church. Um, but uh, then it, of course, became uh, Hungarian Lutheran, and nowadays nobody knows much German and, and maybe even less Hungarian. Now Romanian, of course, is the, the dominant language. And uh, so those these churches are very moribund. They're kind of dead. They're beautiful old Gothic churches, uh, mm-hmm. and yet um, really not used for much of anything except concerts. And the theology had become quite liberal. So people would just kind of go there to maybe hear some German language. And so Pastor uh, Soren wanted to get back up there and, and, and get booklets and, and other materials into the Romanian language, which most of them speak. And so naturally we were up there and, uh, well, we had to go see Dracula's castle. <laughs> it's one of the sites in the, on the way up there. And, and as we went there, one of the unique things before you enter, it's Bran, uh, Romania, Bran, B-R-A-N. And as you're entering into the town, uh, you see all these homes with crosses on them on the top. And, and I said, what's going on here? I mean, is it kind of, um, I've read enough about Dracula that of course, you know, you hold the cross up before him and he goes, ah, but, uh, <laughs> 
you know, what he was telling me is he said, yeah, a lot, there's, there's a lot of uh, mysticism here. And the notion of the cross was almost just a protective talisman, something that would protect you with very little understanding of, of what Jesus did on that cross. It was almost like, protect me from the vampires, protect me from evil forces. And uh, so even, you know, here you're in Eastern Europe, there is still that kind of mindset, especially as you get into regions like Transylvania. And, and so to be able to get um, faith-affirming books uh, from a Lutheran perspective into the hands of people there is just so important. Mm-hmm. Where are some of the other uh, places that you've been able to ship books to recently, uh, even in the midst of, of the pandemic and, and things being a little strange for everyone? <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. The shipping has continued, especially since we do a lot of our work over in uh, Asia. And uh, and I'm always I always tell people that uh, our our primary printer in in Bangkok, Thailand, is a Buddhist, and he's done more for the kingdom of God than many Christians have. <laughs> we always hope and pray that one day the you know the message moves in his heart. But he he's very good with us. He's he's very patient on on paying. Uh, debts and so forth. He says, you're good for the money. Don't worry. And the quality of the print is so good that we end up shipping a lot to Africa. So on November 29, we had a slew of books that are on their way to be shipped to Ethiopia. And, uh, you know, that'll come through the port of Djibouti. And uh, we've kind of worked out some of the kinks and problems we had with previous shipments because uh, we had books stuck there in a port for about a year, which of Mm. course wasn't a whole lot of fun trying to get books released. And uh, so now we have a better system and we'll get those books, especially with Ethiopia, with the growing uh, uh, Lutheran Makana Jesus Church there, uh, Mm -hmm. just growing by leaps and bounds. And we are now beginning to work in many different languages. One of our board members is uh, Pastor Zeret Johannes, uh, who pastors a congregation of many African immigrants here in Lansing, Michigan. And uh, Zeret is a native uh, speaker of uh, Eritrean. And so mm-hmm. we're actually beginning to do work in Eritrean and he is uh, completing some work on catechism work uh, right there. So we're going to have a lot of things going into Ethiopia and Eritrea just to the north. And we hope on December 18, we'll have a slew of books going into Kenya. Um, Kenya has been really uh, hit by COVID in a sense because the hospitals aren't uh, aren't uh, aren't very large. And uh, so we had a, a worker from Finland there who, who really can't be in Kenya right now uh, because there's so few hospital beds that it would be difficult for him and his family. Uh, so to get those books into the hands of people is so important. And uh, one of our Kenyan uh, translators uh, had shown us just uh, a lot of kids kind of sitting up against a wall and they weren't doing much of anything in his neighborhood. And so he started handing out Bible story books in Swahili. And so they started doing their own reading sessions. <laughs> I mean, these are the things uh, that even my Indian coordinator, uh, Cherub Sundaram, was telling me that he says, we just have so many kids with time on their hands and they, they need to get uh, good materials into their, in, in, in their language, something that they can understand. So uh, that's really important for us to, to get those there. So shipping continues uh, and, and uh, translation work continues um, despite shutdowns, lockdowns, uh, you know, as as Paul, Apostle Paul might say, uh, the word is not bound; it continues mm. to go out. Mm. 
Thanks be to God. We have just a couple of minutes left, and you had mentioned uh, that you spend a lot of time traveling virtually <laughs> this year using Zoom uh, and and other resources to connect virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you headed next? Whether it's virtually <laughs> yeah. or in person? <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually headed to Georgia next. No, not our Georgia, but the country of Georgia on Friday. As I said, this week was Latvia, Lithuania, and Georgia. So Georgia's coming up. Uh, Last week was India and Finland, and uh, the week before that was Russia. So uh, I'm trying to, and I'll probably connect with uh, Pastor Trifa also in Romania, hopefully in the, the coming days as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, the the travels will continue there, and uh, and and so Georgia's next next on the list of of, of places to uh, to travel to virtually, and 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 I think in many ways we're. We're all going to be a little bit more cautious about how much money we spend in traveling and, uh, mm-hmm. and making sure we can use uh, the resources that God gives us to be able to get more of these books into people's hands. Dr. Heisey, how can congregations or individuals or maybe even Sunday schools or, or schools, Lutheran schools, learn more about Lutheran Heritage Foundation? Well, they can go to lhfmissions.org, and we have a lot on there. And and I just should, as you mentioned that, also say that uh, the uh, Lutheran Heritage Foundation is the uh, uh, preferred or the chosen RSO for Michigan LCMS schools for this year. So we are receiving the offerings of the third quarter of the school year. So I have been actually not virtually, but physically getting into a lot of LCMS schools. I was just in St. Peter's Richmond, Michigan yesterday. And uh, these are great opportunities for us to connect with kids. We, I've got to learn how to keep my mask on when I'm talking and, and then take, take it off. And then when I get closer to the kids again and show them a book, put it back on. But uh, we're all working around this and, and, and God's word goes forth. Amen. His word certainly does go forth. His word endures forever. The Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director of Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour today and giving us an update from the Lutheran Heritage Foundation and the great work that you're doing. Thanks so much for your support. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.